Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. Today I am joined with a very special guest, our first Stan guest on that side of the barricade. We have my friend Clay Prawl. Say hello, Clay. Hi. <laughs> Clay is a junior film student and he and I work together with Chloe. So we have a lot to talk about and we've Gosh. been to many concerts together. So this will be a fun episode where we talk about some of our concert experiences together and just you know our shared love for music so I'm excited do you want to introduce yourself okay um yeah I'm Clay I mean you covered it I'm like a junior in college I study film um I am a stan for lack of a better term I guess I mean <laughs> technically yes I would not like to associate with that term now but I yes know. Yes. It's like it's that or fangirl. I mean, how can, how else can we describe ourselves? Fangirl's kind of hot. Fan is not enough. I know, but like fangirl's kind of hot. Like I, feel I know. Like, I feel like we could reclaim fangirl, make it a thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm something. <laughs> That's I'm why I had that shirt on the first episode. Yeah. We definitely could reclaim fangirl and make it hot. We will be reclaiming. But anyway, let's get into, let's start with like how we met. So if you want to tell that story, it's quite fun. <laughs> so setting the scene, it's August 2017. Hot, very hot. Yes. Billie Eilish has just released her soon to be critically acclaimed Don't Smile at Me EP with less than 100,000 followers on Instagram. She performs two shows for the EP, one in Los Angeles one in New York. I make the trek alone to New York from New Jersey. Not really a trek, like a 15-minute bus ride. But I make the trek alone. And there, alone, minding my business, after I lied and told my mom I had friends to go with because she was like, you're not going alone. And I'm sitting in line. And there was like, there was like people camping. But like, I, I say like when I got there, not like a fair amount, but I was kind of like in the middle of the line. And I guess some of the people at the front of the line had decided like they wanted to do like a drop at like the bridge of uh, copycat. And so Jordan was like, she was Hermes for the day. She was the messenger. She was coming down the line. She's relaying the message to everybody. And she like gets to me and she's like, we're going to do this thing. And I'm like, okay. Um, anyway. I didn't even know the girls either. I was just like, just I, wanna nice. I want to make friends. Exactly. And in my head, literally like, and like I feel like I can say this now because we are friends. But when you, when you said it, I was like, "That is so dumb." Look, like I, I know, but I was like, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, that'll be fun. Like, let's do it." Like all I could think in my head was like, "Ah, child, I'm too old for all of that." I don't uh, even think I did it. I but didn't do what? it either. I literally didn't do it. But a bunch of people did do it. You know who? You know who did do it? Ew. All the people that had to call their parents to get into the venue. Yeah, let's let's give a little backstory. That show was 16 plus. Billy was 15. Yeah. That was hilarious. And then anyone who was under 16, which was pretty much more than half of the people there, they had, and all the girls at the front of the line, they had to like call their parents so that they could get permission to go in, which I thought was hilarious. But that yeah, was really funny. Like all I these people- I was 18. I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was 17. I just remember all these people like had to pull out their phones, put their parents on speaker. And then like the people with the, like, the, the ticket scanner would be like, hi, I'm just here to authorize that your child can come inside the venue. Yeah, my daughter can come in the venue. I'm okay with it. <laughs> like that's like all I remember from that show. And then the show happened. It was quick. It was fast because there were what, eight songs? Yeah, maybe 10 with like. Maybe, oh yeah, six feet under. And bored. 
and board. Oh, and I just remember afterwards, like she met everybody. We took pictures. I think Jordan might have taken my photo. Yeah, I think so too, which is because um, we yeah, didn't even like keep up after that for a while. No. I just remember the next day I posted my photo on Twitter and then I was like going through like Billy's like indirects or like maybe actually going through her indirects or I don't know what I might I don't know I was going through her tag maybe on Twitter or whatever but I followed Jordan on Twitter um and she followed me back and I mean the rest is history I know it really is I mean obviously because we lived far away at the time I wasn't going to New York a lot but because of that we didn't see each other as often but now I'm like I feel like we talk every day and when we're together it's just like chaos first of all but like creative fun chaos yeah it's good chaos yes unless it's at a show and then it's just like it's chaos (laughs) no no not that not that yeah yeah so yeah we met in 2017 we've been friends for three years that's crazy i know we hit our three-year anniversary back in august and um especially in this past year like ever since like the pandemic um our friend I, I don't know what you're I'm, talking not, about. I'm not sure we're not going to talk about the girl I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um but that our friendship has definitely grown because of that I think because yeah, tremendously yeah, we started working with Chloe just kind of as friends with her and we would like talk to her about music video ideas and photo shoots just because Clay's a photographer and I like to style people and do their makeup and it was just something fun that we could do and now we're kind of like part of her team and that's yeah. so exciting like now, now it's a it's a, a legitimate job I know it's crazy professionals yeah so that's how our friendship has kind of evolved in the past couple years like we've obviously been to like tons of shows together and events yeah (laughs) stepping out to an event and we're happy (laughs) i'm on my way to an event and i'm happy yeah so that's pretty much our a backstory of our friendship for anyone who doesn't know both of us but honestly like we're we have the same friend group pretty much yeah Um, for anyone who's listening and does not know that is how we met that's who clay is in relation to me, here we are. So how would you describe your relationship with artists? It's obviously pretty similar to mine just because we share the same love for it, but if you'd like to explain. Definitely, like, when I was younger, like, and by younger, I mean, like, like sophomore, junior, senior in high school, um, like, definitely just, like, total, like, fangirl. Like, I was obsessed with artists, and, like, they felt kind of like this, like, unattainable thing, but, like, these people that, like, I knew just, like, I very much, like, was obsessed with, which, like, I wish I had a better word, but, like, I don't. It was, it was obsessive behavior. <laughs> it was, it was an obsession, love, yeah. Um, and, like, I think for a while it felt kind of like, like, I don't know, just like they were these people that I admired and I looked up to really just because they made good music. That was really it. And I was like, well, you're good at your job. So I'm going to love you. And then as I got older, like, and you like meet them more and you talk to them, you realize they're like not that different. And they're just people that happen to have like a not boring job. Um, and now it's like, I work with Chloe and Chloe's my friend. She's like yeah. literally one of my best friends. So now it's like, okay, well, these are people, this is yeah. their job. Exactly. Next, next caller. Yeah. No, before, especially I think when we were growing up, like 
and I would listen to like Pandora radio and it would be like Arctic monkeys, Lana Del Rey. Like it was people that I like idolized almost. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, I kind of feel like I'm part of like the up and coming generation of those artists, which is just weird. Cause I don't look at it the same way at all just mm-hmm. because I've, you know, learned more about the music industry, but definitely when I was in high school, like you, it was more of a, like, I just, like the rosary candles that people would make like <laughs> literally like, no literally artists. literally and now it's like and maybe it's because like I think it, at the time like I didn't recognize like how many things you could do and still like be involved with music like yeah. it definitely didn't occur to me in high school like when I was like yeah film is like what I want to do that like I could make a career out of like music videos like definitely roles, like right like I was like oh yeah like somebody gets paid to do those things and I'm like hey let me try yeah that's exactly how I felt like I didn't know that working in the music industry was a thing till I was a junior and I'm glad I found out then because like I have friends who you know even like Kyle like he and I were in the same program at school but he transferred in because he didn't even know that that was a thing and I'm like I think he was a marketing major before that maybe wow. communications. but yeah I can't imagine like entering high school and like I wanted to do I wanted I think I wanted to work in the emergency room when I first like oh, no, 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 went into high no, school no, 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 no. girls who study nursing no I didn't want to be a nurse I literally wanted to do like surgeries in the emergency room which can't imagine doing that now I had Not Meredith Gray <laughs> for real like I went through a ton of phases but once I found out that this could be a job I was like, oh, there's no other thing that I could be doing. Like, like this is the mean, like, for me. I was like almost a musical theater major. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be me. Could not be me. Oh my god. But yeah, I, I can't imagine that either because I've never seen you act or sing in that respect. Right. So Right. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I'll just be anything. Yeah. Did, was there, what else did you want to do before? I wanted to do, I see, I was, at one point, oh, because, like, in middle school and elementary school, I did, like, a lot of musical theater. And then when I moved, I didn't do as much, only because I didn't like the shows we did at my high school. They were yeah. just shite options. Um, I wanted to do game design for a really long time. I went to, like, three straight years of nerd camp. Um, like, I really wanted to be Reggie fils who was, like, the former president of Nintendo of America. Like, I wanted that man's job. Um, what else did I want to do? I like wanted to do everything. I know. I feel like both of us, we just like want to dip our toes into like everything. That's when Chloe was asking me like what I want to do. I'm like, oh, one thing. Right. I mean, like, yes, one thing in terms of the music industry, but like one thing like confined to one job. Like, no, no, I can't do that. I will have multiple jobs in multiple industries that will eventually land me an EGOT. I will get all of them. I'm going to make a comedy album, like Whoopi Goldberg. That's how she got her Grammy. A comedy album, okay, achievable. Emmy, Oscar, I'm a film student. I can attain those very easily. Now, with Tony, I haven't been on stage since the ninth grade, so a little rusty. So I might just do set design. See? That's true. I never thought about that. Right. You pick, like, the odd things. Is that the only one that Gaga's missing? A Tony? A Tony? Does she have an Emmy? Oh, she does have an Emmy. Yeah, I think she's only missing the Tony. Well? 
you could very easily get it. But yeah, she really could get one. Yeah, but so okay, would you say that getting into like stan culture kind of happened in high school when you like probably Tumblr like me? We talked about that before, mm-hmm. um, and just you know reblogging edits of Lana and Marina. I'm sure like. Um, that's at least how I was. And then, so what was like the first artist that made you want to be in like, you know, going to their shows, camping out, like that kind of thing? Probably like, hmm, I don't know. I, I, I like, I, I, I guess Halsey, which like, you know, at a time was humiliating to say, like people were clowning her and being a stan yeah. was really really hard like you had to be like yeah i listen to halsey people be like ouchie welcome to my kitchen like it was mortifying but now she's like famous so i mean not so much just because she's done so much like even in terms of like social justice and like donating and helping fans like she would donate to like um surgery funds and like queer kids get out of like abusive homes like she did so much she's paid some of our friends parking tickets oh yes she paid (laughs) one of our friends parking tickets after a show because it was on the way home from one of her shows yeah i mean she's an icon but that definitely was like Sammy halsey i mean i joined like stan twitter as like a tyler oakley stan um (laughs) and i was like all about my youtubers and then I remember like getting into Halsey was like I remember like one YouTuber I liked like talked about her when like Room 93 came out and I hated Room 93 like didn't like it at the time I was like don't like this at all yeah I'm really exposing myself because I've been fronting us very differently for the past like five years of my life but I feel like I can say this now the weight's the weights are coming off. I'm taking off the mask, my real identity. (laughs) I hated it when I was like in high I was like this is terrible and then Apple Music came out, and I remember Apple Music was doing the three-month trial, and I was like, hey, let me try, because I had the free version of Spotify with all the ads, and I was like, three months of uninterrupted streaming, and, um, like, Apple Music has, like, it, they have, like, like on the front page, it's, like, the top ten songs or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the viral songs or whatever, and, like, I think, like, number four was, like, New Americana, and I listened to it, and I was like, now, wait a goddamn minute. What is this? This slaps. Yeah. And the rest is history. I've been mentally ill ever since. The amount of times that I had to listen to that SoundCloud live version of New Americana before it came out, like, I was sitting there on Beats 1. I remember it so vividly, like, I'm when sure. they premiered that song. But, yeah, I think I – yeah, I listened to her for the first time, like – right before she got announced to be opening for Imagine Dragons. Yes, I had tickets for that tour before she got announced. (laughs) And I was, like, so excited when they announced that she was opening because I was like, oh, my God. Like, I love both of them so much. And I know, okay, whatever. Like, (laughs) I already talked about this with Chloe. I will not be shamed. Like, (laughs) um, but, yeah, I listened to Halsey, like, when – the music videos were out like that was the first my first experience with her was watching like the hurricane music video which is iconic it's a moment at least it was at the time like and I just remember thinking she was so pretty I was like this is a queen like I I just knew it was one of those times like you just knew that she was going to be huge Mm -hmm. and we've had many of those instances but that was a big one so I can definitely say that I agree with that like in terms of 
her being one of the first artists that where you'd want to like camp and be obsessed and all of that stuff because yeah. I like begged my parents to let me go to the like her first tour the little like um the American Youth tour and it was on a school night so my dad wouldn't let me. <laughs> I'm screaming, but Not I want to Not Dave. I know it. It was at it was I was in high school. They just didn't like you know school night concerts. I get it, but I missed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. Um. But yeah, so I guess uh, that covers our Stan uh, background because honestly- Our origin stories. Yeah, that, that is definitely our origin story. <laughs> so now I guess because we have such a similar taste in artists that we Stan, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that term is like so, like only because it's been used so poorly in like- I, I find it, like, weird whenever, like, I watch, like, a YouTube video and, like, someone is, like, defining it and they're, like, what is a stand? And then they, like, they go back to, like, the Eminem reference. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, I don't care like that. I mean, like, do I know some people that do? Yeah. But I don't. Yeah, like, exactly. I would just say, like, I'm just here to – I was going to say I'm just here to vibe, but I hate that word so much. I know, but sometimes it's just the one to – Like, use. I'm just here to vibe. Yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely were not here to vibe back in like 2017 and 18. We were on on one for artists. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> let's talk about it. Um, I guess like I mean, we, talking about Halsey, like let's talk about Govball. Let's talk about Webster Hall. Like those were probably okay. our most like insane. It was definitely my most insane camping experience. I've never waited that long for like anyone else. Mm, my second mo- that was the most painful like I that was the most painful one, but that's the second longest I've waited for anybody else but that was like setting the scene we get there uh Saturday is this Govball or Webster Hall Govball oh my god oh my god I actually what Webster Hall I guess Webster Hall technically counts as the longest I've camped because I was there for re- repeated days yeah. But anyways, setting the scene yeah, for we'll Guffball. We'll get there. Setting the scene for Guffball. I'm like, we get there Saturday morning, bright and early. We took no prisoners. Bright like and early. Saturday and early. And yeah. doors didn't open until what, noon? Yeah, like noon. 30? Yeah. Like, I think like 11.45 they open. Yeah. So we so got like, there like 8. We got there really early. And I remember like, <laughs> I remember the line at the moment. It was like, a couple of like bros and golf chairs and like fold out chairs that were there for like That's Travis. Yeah. And then I remember it being like Twitter mutual, Twitter mutual, Twitter mutual, Twitter mutual. Yeah. Tw- like it was like just all of our friends. All of our friends, just like people I knew. And everyone's like standing in line and we're like, hey, like, how are you? Like, miss you. I haven't seen you in so long. But in the back of everybody's head, it's like when those gates open, if I trip you, if you eat dirt, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Oh, did I hurt your feelings? Oh, 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 oh she died. Oh, mm. yeah. Speaking of, quick side note: Chloe asked a really good question, like in the episode she was asking, like, what's the best and worst parts about like Stan culture, like the community surrounding mm-hmm. like the artists that you are a fan of? And I thought it was a good one, so I wanted to ask you because that reminded me of kind of like the worst part of it <laughs> is just like how, like, even though you're friends with everyone, it's like it is 
like kind of cutthroat like for it's no reason scary. like yeah. we're just there for a show and like it's it's like everybody's friend you know what it is it's like and i guess like govball technically like not the best example because it's not a traditional line but yeah. like the example always is like 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 the way like i like explain it is like everybody is friends until it's time to stand up yeah <laughs> like, oh my god you're I literally been to a show in so long that like when you just said that like for anyone who's not part of this culture like <laughs> when we say that like that's like you stand up like 15 minutes before the doors open and like at that point like everyone sees red like all they see is like the barricade in their mind and they're like when those doors open i don't care who's in front of me i'm pushing them over and i'm getting to the barricade i'm like everybody now is a threat yeah, when I look back on it, I'm like, was it that serious? No, it, it, I mean, it is. Sometimes it was. Sometimes it was, but like, no, it never needed to be. It but never like, needed to be that serious. It's so true. It's like the minute, the minute like security is like, all right, everybody up, like we're getting you, or like the moment is like when security like turns on like the, the, um, like the the like metal the mat detectors. the metal detectors and you hear the sound and then like you hear them more off the ticket machine and you hear that little eh, oh my god I haven't heard that sound in so long it gives me that buzz that yeah. rush but yeah. like but that's when you know like it's an intense the adrenaline that you <laughs> that is coursing through your veins in that moment it's scary I but, miss um, it I but like it. I remember like when we were like at golf ball like we were all like chit-chatting and then like it was time for us to line up and suddenly everybody was like oh you thought we were friends up oh. huh no yeah um, i was like oh, okay um yeah. i remember like i just kept talking and i was like i'm gonna get that center barricade spot like i'm gonna be in that corner you know my little tiny self i'm like one of the shortest people out of what all those people there you'll have long legs except like <laughs> izzy and like Annette, like I think they're the only people I have inches on. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember the gates opening and everybody sprinting. I remember I think Izzy tripped. Oh, I'm I would not be shocked. Somebody fell and I saw it and like didn't care and kept running. And I remember it was like it was me and Gibson, like neck and neck. And then he slowed down and I got there and I was like, yep. And then I passed out. Yeah. Well, and we were on the, like, Ian and I, we were on the other side of the island. Like, Oh, yeah, you guys were at the other gate. So I didn't witness any of that. Like, it was literally me, Ian, and then, like, I met Daniel there for the first time, and we just started talking about, like, Travis Scott and Lord. And so I was having a great time before the doors opened because there were no other Halsey stands there. Oh, yeah, because, like, and you had a farther run than we did. And Ian was, like, right behind you. I could not do it. I don't run. <laughs> like, I got water and food for everyone after that happened. I'm because crying. I was like, I'm not a runner. I'm screaming. And then I remember, like, waking up and being like, what's going on? And, like, Mickey Echo was, like, in the crowd. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he, like, he passed out. Guys, he passed out after he reached the barricade. Like, he died. That, no, I, she's I, meditating. I think the adrenaline, like, the exertion of energy was too much for your your body to handle in that moment and my, like, my body out. my body literally was like um physical energy no you don't do that so i was sad and then there's a time that we slept on the street 
which like is so sad because it was only a year ago. Yeah, we and will really- not get into that one too much. But yeah, basically, Halsey did two shows at Webster Hall in New York, which if you are not familiar, it's probably like a 500 cap venue, would you say? Maybe bigger? It's like it's a thousand. It's like a thousand. Okay, I don't know because yeah. I think about the studio. No, the studio, the smaller room at Webster Hall is five hundred. Yeah. So maybe even smaller than that. Anyway, it's a small venue is the point, and she was huge at that point. So she was like, "Oh, I'm going to play both my albums in full two nights at Webster Hall." And the the timeline that day that she announced it. I mean, it was like, "What are we going to do? Say no." Yeah, and it was also just like everyone collapsed. There was a mass collapse on there the timeline. There was a mass collapse on the timeline. Like the definition of that was that day. So everyone paid like so much money for tickets. I mean, I didn't. But I paid for I paid a lot of money for the Badlands ticket and then I didn't pay a lot for HFK, which I was glad cuz I was like, okay, I can pretend that I spent a normal amount on both. I went for free both nights. That's great for you, love. <laughs> like, not all of us have that. So, yeah, pretty much all of our friends paid a million dollars for those tickets. Like, I can't even. Yeah, because they all had to get them resale because yeah. they didn't get the, oh, my God, because the Ticketmaster queue, not the queue. I forgot all about the queue. It's been that long. I don't miss her. I do not miss her one bit. No. So the point is, we all got those tickets, and then we were like, okay, this wasn't enough that we got the tickets. Now we have to make sure we're barricade both nights. So we got there <clears throat> the the night before the show. Yeah. Um, And slept there, and then waited all day, and then went to the show. Yeah. Night one, I mean. And then um, we left that show, and... um. Got right back in line. Got right back in line on the (laughs) way out of the venue. And slept on the street again. And went the next day. Like, a traumatizing event. I was ill after that. I will never do that again. My body was like, you're not built for this, babe. And I was like, no, you're right. And thank you for the reminder. Yeah. So, we just had to tell y'all that because you have to understand, like, the commitment levels <laughs> that we have for these artists. Not even just Halsey. I'm sure there's other people that I could name that I've camped for and done insane things for, but, and you definitely can. <laughs> so, yeah. But I guess, like, what was I going to ask you? Um, oh, are there any times where you've done something less than honorable <laughs> to get into a show? lots i mean i'll I'll talk about them um i'm very good i'm very good at the mom i'm going to the city to go to a concert her do you have a ticket me no um and i get in anyways a great example of this is okay now setting the scene it was a different time so i'm about to speak about brockhampton (laughs) um if that is something that might be harmful to you skip ahead it's okay i wouldn't blame you yeah we were at Brockhampton, um, and I went with no ticket, but I wanted to go. And I honestly didn't even, honestly didn't even actually want to be there because I don't listen to rap music like that. Yeah, it but was like, more so because every all of our friends were. Going. Everybody was going, yeah. and I didn't want to be like at home. So I was there. <laughs> my friend uh, Meg bought a ticket off SeatGeek, 
Um, Meg went in the venue with all of our friends. I had photoshopped a ticket. Like maybe like I could like pull one over and like cry when it like didn't scan. Um, and it was like my Julie Bahammerstein ballroom ticket that I just photoshopped to say Irving Plaza and change the date and Brockhampton and change the picture on it and everything. But the barcode was for Dua Lipa. And the guy scans it and he's like, no. And I'm like, are you sure scanning again? And he's like, no. Um, so I take it to the, like the woman at the booth. He's like, he's like, go talk to the woman at like the guest services. I'm like, I don't want to do that. She's about to expose me. And she scans my ticket. And I'm like, I'm like, my uncle bought it. I don't know. And she's like, yeah, your uncle bought it. And I'm like, yeah, I just like, don't know what's happening. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like so confused. She like scans it. She's like, it says that it's for Dua Lipa at the Hammerstein ballroom. And then she asked me if she could see my ID. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, here, here. And she's like, because it says that a Clayton Prawls Ticketmaster account purchased that ticket. And also, and your name is Clayton Prawls. So are you sure your uncle got it? So I left. I literally walked out of the venue, called Meg and was like, Meg, I have this idea. (laughs) Meg was like, what? And she was like, I was like, call SeatGeek and tell them that your ticket didn't scan. I was no, I was like, give me your ticket information and I'll call SeatGeek and say your ticket didn't scan and then they'll send you a new one and then you'll screenshot that new one and text it to me and I'll use that to get in the venue so I called SeatGeek pretended to be Meg was like the ticket didn't scan oh my god so then they were like okay we're gonna get you a new one so they got me a new ticket I like emailed it to Meg Meg screenshotted the barcode texted it to me and then they let me in the venue and I like didn't even have a good time because I don't like Brockhampton (laughs) (laughs) it's <laughs> so, like, like it all that not even for someone that you care about <laughs> right all that for like someone I didn't care about but like I mean like I've done that there was also like SeatGeek used to have like the $20 off code like from like Gaga Daily which is like a Lady Gaga update Twitter account and also like David Dobrik had a SeatGeek code for a oh, long yeah. time and like because like we're not seeing people that were famous or we're playing venues where they could actually charge like a decent amount for tickets like the good thing to do would be like if you're seeing somebody that you know didn't sell at the venue or is like not that popular but you know like people scalped their tickets and you know they have to resell them for like a really 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 low price oh yeah you go on SeatGeek the day of then use $20 off code and if everything checks out the way it should have you're only paying the $4 fee yep and then you're there or like sometimes like I mean, this isn't less than honorable, but sometimes you just get lucky because, like, an artist didn't sell out a venue, and then the ticket scalpers have to, like, lower the prices, like, when we all saw Sabrina Carpenter for $6. I know. I feel really bad, like, when the artists don't sell out because, like, I know that they must be upset about it, but then I'm sitting there, like, on StubHub with that $4 ticket, and I'm like, ahaha. And I guess you ate today. And then another time it's, like... Uh, Paramore, like Barclays Center caught on to all of our shenanigans after like people like I got kicked out of the Barclays Center on my 18th birthday because I photoshopped a floor seat uh, for Lord. Um, we didn't have and, this, by the way. Like, do not do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, don't do it now. You'll you'll literally get caught. Like, yeah, they're, they're on to us. But caught. like, I, yeah, photoshopped a nosebleed with my friend Mason, uh, May May, and uh, we changed them to floor seats. And then we sat in them. We went down there really early, sat in them. So we could kind of like be like, yeah, these are our seats. Then left. These two girls came. They sat in the seats and we didn't see them. We were going back down. So then we tried to turn around, but the security guard recognized us from before. And she was like, no, 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 babies, go to your seats. And me and Mason were like, oh, no, love. Oh, no. <laughs> and then the girls are panicking because the security guard's like, these are their seats. And the girls are like, 
we just bought these tickets off of StubHub. Like, we're sure they're real. Like, literally, like, on the verge of tears. And Mason and I were like, what the hell are we going to do now? So then, like, this lady comes over. She scans Mason and I's tickets. And she's like, she's like, oh, we Photoshopped our seats to get onto the floor. And then Mason had two, like, fake printouts of Halsey tickets for Barclays that he photoshopped to be Lord. So the woman scanned his printout tickets and was like, these are for Halsey. And security came and escorted us out because we couldn't even be like, oh, we have real tickets, but we photoshopped them because like they'd get mad at us. Yeah. We had to buy new tickets. I mean, the universe was on my side because it was my birthday and I got money that day because I was going to see her. No ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, yeah. Melodrama tour, not to be missed. And then one time, at, so then like a couple months after, I saw Paramore at the Barclays Center and they caught on to all our schemes. So they were like, all floor tickets, physical tickets now. So they mailed everybody their ticket. Um, I had a floor seat or I had a GA pit ticket and a bunch of my other friends did, but a couple of our friends didn't. So they go in, they take your ticket, they rip off the stub, they stamp it, then they give you a wristband. You can only get on the floor if you have the wristband. But we want to get our girlies in the pit. Yeah. So what do we do? What do I do? Because I took one for the <laughs> I died for everybody's sins. I ripped my thing off, which was hard because they're hard to get off because they know we're sneaky. Mm-hmm. I like chewed it off and then gave it to my friend and was like, okay, leave. Go give it to her. And my friend literally was like pinching it at the bottom when the lights went down and just flashed it to security and they let her in. And I was like, and that's how you clear a bitch. Yeah, I feel like anytime I, like, attempted anything like that, I got caught. Like, or I was too scared to, like, do it because I didn't want to get kicked out. Like, the only thing I can think of is, like, I remember Melodrama Tour. I had, like, sixth row floor seats or, like, something. It was, like, maybe tenth row, something like that. It wasn't, like, far away by any means. But I was still, like, I don't know. I want barricade. (laughs) And so when Run the Jewels ended... And, like, the the opener ended, and then, like, she was about to get on. I just, like, walked up to the barricade and, like, acted like I was supposed to be there. And no one said a word, so. I, I feel like, like, I don't know, like, that's just a part of standing. Like, sometimes you got to be slick. You got to pull a ski. Like, like, you can't help it. Like, you have to do it. Like, <laughs> it's like. I was an employee, and I was going to get employee of the month. Yeah. You would do it too for a check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the only, the recent one that I can think of is I remember one time when I was seeing Lana recently, um, like last year, I mean, um, I was plotting to get onto, we had pit tickets, but you know how people camp for Lana. It was like a week long camp. Like it was ridiculous. I got their day of, I was not doing any of that, but then like there was a separate entrance to get into the floor that like everyone else didn't know about and we were like oh so we could just go there but the only thing that stopped us is we had to like go to a separate like station to get a wristband Mm. and we didn't know that so we were like we went straight there and they were like oh you need a wristband and i was like god we could have like been on the barricade for like nothing (laughs) that's crazy i know that was the one i can think of i also scammed the hammerstein ballroom oh right the balcony ticket but that was just like like that was luck yeah, that was more like, oh, I made it a GA ticket when it was balcony. Like, okay. I feel like people would rather be on the balcony. Like, people who buy balcony tickets, like, they'd rather just sit up there and not deal with the people in the pit because can't blame them. Yeah. Really can't blame them. Um, 
So yeah, I guess like, okay, really quick. What was your most like memorable like show? I mean, we talked about camping experiences, but I mean like your favorite like concert. You don't have to name just one if you don't want to, because I know that's hard, but like off the top of your head, like which show was the most memorable to you? Probably Paramore at the Barclays Center, just because like it was like the middle of summer. I hadn't seen, actually I had seen people, but like a bunch of us like had graduated high school in 2018 and we were all leaving like in like three weeks, like to all go to college. And I didn't know how many people I knew were going, but it ended up being like a lot of us, like people that I was hanging out with all summer were going. And then people I hadn't seen in like months that I wasn't going to see again until like Christmas probably were there too. And it was like maybe like 20, like 30 of us. Like I knew almost everybody there and like, we had a lot of fun that was like iconic moment in history I will never forget. Yeah. Um, uh, Lord at the anthem. I mean, iconic camping experience and iconic show. Mm-hmm. Um, iconic injuries. All of it was iconic. Like it was everything. I have the set list from that show. Like I snapped yeah. that day. Um, and then last one probably like Maggie Rogers at Radio City Music Hall because that's my girl. I ride for her. Mm-hmm. Love her. But that was, like, I've seen her a plethora of times. Uh, that definitely was the best performance, like, she had given in, like, a hot minute. No offense, Maggie, if you're listening. Um, but, like, those three, like, definitely my favorites. Yeah. No, those are all great answers. And then if you have, like, one meet-and-greet experience where you, like, felt like the artist really made you, like, feel special or something like that. Okay, I have a great story. I have a is good it, one. Wait, let me guess. Is it the Bloom listening party? Yeah, that's literally I what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, because I wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. But like, um, I had met Troy the day before at a radio station, um, and it was like super quick, and it was like a group meet and greet, and it wasn't any fun. And it was like me, Meg, Savannah, and a couple of our other friends. And the next day, he was doing a listening party for his album like months before it came out. Cause my, my, my had just come out and the album didn't come out till like August. Oh yeah. This I remember was, that. This was like January, I think. And it was like, he only picked 10 people and then each person could bring a guest. And my friend Kyra got invited and um, cause like her friend Sam was going. And um, I asked Sadie, where it was and Sadie caved and gave me the answer after Meg and Savannah had gone to almost every hotel on the island of Manhattan trying to figure out where it was we we like called every hotel they went places like we were gonna figure it out we go to the place it's all these people standing in a room right everybody knows we're not supposed to be there because like they would know right so it's like we saw a couple other stands and they looked at us and they were like how do you know where we were and the three of us were like um so anyways they gave everybody wristbands and they confiscated their phones so we're like talking meg's like i don't know her like acting high school genes like really came out she was like giving the performance of a lifetime like deserved a tony wow like they were like well we'll see what like we'll see like the capacity and if we can let you in or whatever they take everybody with a wristband up to the hotel room like five minutes goes by and like Troy and his manager like come up in the hotel and they come through like the stairs and then like they're we're like all like maybe six feet apart and he recognized us and Meg tells the lie that she came up with and I don't think 
anybody believed it but it was just kind of the idea that like he remembered us from the day before and he was like yeah you guys should come up so like we're all in the elevator and it's like us troy and his manager danny and danny's like i'm gonna need to confiscate your phones right like nobody made us sign an nda i could have leaked a lot of information Mm -hmm. but um that was really cool because like we weren't supposed to be there and we got in and then like it was just like not a lot of people and we got to hear a couple songs off the album um and then afterwards like we all got a picture and it was just like a super like cute like girly little experience that was fun no I always loved those like when I would hear about like my friends getting to see like an artist that they stand like in such an intimate like experience like that especially because like you said you weren't supposed to be there but like he recognized you and was like oh yeah you should just come up like yeah as if like like, (laughs) as if we were of any importance or deserve to be there let me tell you some of the girls were gooped when the door opened and we were right behind him I won't name names but they know who they are (laughs) (laughs) but no I like definitely understand that like it's just especially a listening party like I won't talk about the listening party I missed but (laughs) tragic you know um but those are always really cool too because like I I would just be so upset because then I wouldn't be able to hear it again like for another couple months um but yeah so I guess that covers a lot of our experiences and I said on Instagram and Twitter like if anyone wants specific artist stories we got plenty yeah I have a lot episode just about like Billy shows that we've been to or times that we've met her or like you know obviously we talked about Halsey today and then like there's a million artists that we've seen together so we could easily make more episodes like this we have content yes but (laughs) today we must end the show and we'll start by talking about our current favorite songs artists albums so Clay if you'd like to start go ahead well current favorite project because it's an ep but project falling asleep at the wheel ep by holly humberstone favorite song off that probably overkill second place vanilla um but it probably will change at midnight uh, when we all stream the blackpink debut album blackpink semicolon the album out at midnight okay guys yes get into it october 2nd yeah midnight october 2nd okay yes <laughs> This is so a, it'll be out the same time as this episode <laughs> available on all streaming platforms yes and we will be streaming we will period so do you have like a favorite song or is it, i guess the songs on falling asleep at the wheel um probably vanilla or yeah i think my favorite on that ep on that project from holly humberstone is vanilla definitely yeah. vanilla okay and then my favorite song right now i I mean, we share a love for it, but Little Nokia by Brie Runway. I mean, she's an icon. Quite the classic. And it is. I love Brie Runway, too. She's probably one of my favorite artists right now as well. Um, another favorite artist of mine. I'm kind of having a Mazzy Star resurgence. I okay. Yes, I listened a lot as a kid. My dad would play them in the car. And I just have been re-listening like crazy to their albums. And so that's been really nice too, because I just, I've been looking for more soothing music and that is right. just perfect. Um, and then probably favorite album besides like the Mazzy Star albums that I've been listening to. Um, Chip Chrome and the Monotones by The Neighborhood and uh, Nectar by Joji are my two albums that I've been streaming lately. Good choices. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so now if you'd like to plug your social media, go ahead. As a matter of fact, I would. You can (laughs) follow me on multiple places. You can follow me on Twitter at Clayton, uh, but the L is an I and the O is in 
U, so C-I-A-Y-T-U-N, which is not how you spell my name, but it's how you spell my Twitter handle. You can follow me on Instagram at Clayton Prawl, but there's no vowels. So C-L-Y-T-N. Y is sometimes a vowel, though. Never mind. C-L-Y-T-N-P-R-W-L. You can also follow me on TikTok at Farm Slut. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I would suggest following Clay on Twitter because his tweets are quite hilarious. I have yeah, a buckle almost every day looking at I'm pretty tweets. funny. Yeah. I can't lie. I'm not humble about it. I'm hilarious. <laughs> so then you can follow Both Sides of the Barricade on Instagram at Both Sides of the Barricade, on Twitter at BSOTB Pod, the acronym, and then Pod. And then you can subscribe on YouTube at Both Sides of the Barricade. And you can follow me, Jordan, at J Taylor LDR on Instagram and Twitter. And that will pretty much do it for this episode. I mean, thank you guys so much for listening. I will have another artist guest for you next week, but I hope you enjoyed me talking to one of my genuine good friends. You, one of my, let's be honest, my bestie. Like, bestie. <laughs> bestie. Um, but we've been through so much together. We've gone to so many shows and we have so many great memories and stories. So if you'd like to hear more of them, let me know. And without further ado, you can follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, and all of that. You can listen to this episode on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And I hope you enjoyed it. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys next week with a new episode. Um, Clay, say bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone.